Okay. Hi. Uh, we're just now getting going here, and uh, Tommy Hawksblood, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, and I thought I was uh, going to have Ken Johnston on, and he called me earlier today, so maybe he can't make it tonight, so I may have to rearrange this whole thing around him, but we'll tell him we'll talk about... Uh, the Alien ET community, and we've got, you and I have got UFO Association, and uh, we've been working together for a long time, and he's also a metaphysician. He knows quite a lot, so I will put Tommy Hawksblood up here, and we will just do the best we can because we've been working for so many years together. I'll put mine in your name, and uh, hopefully he'll call in a little while, but in the meantime, uh, you know, we need to uh, talk about... What we've been doing, and you know, you heard me mention your name last night. Were your ears burning? Are you <laughs> talking about New well, Jersey? Well, I'm listening to it. Yeah. The la- well, oh, see, that's a okay, problem. Great. Uh, okay, great. Okay. If you want to get a little the, bit of 
if you oh, want a little bit had. of information about, right. Now, Wanaku, New Jersey was part of the Montauk Project. So when somebody well, tell people real quick about you. Because this is going right, right up on Tommy YouTube. Uh huh. All right. I, I, I lived in Jersey most of my life. I was involved with the whole aspects of everything going on in Wanaku, New Jersey, where the uh, government army base worked, Tesla worked with DuPont. Uh, there's a lot more information there, like who, who uh, Tesla was really working with and about portholes and, and things. Wanaku is the most important vortex on the planet. That's why the government has a base there. That's why Tesla was working there. There's a lot of reasons that most people have no clue. It wasn't written by people, even uh, whoever, uh, yeah, Janet's other friend that was at the conference speaking, and he worked with uh, Preston Nichols with Al Bielik. Al Bielik was the only one that really went back in time and forward. And I listened to what he said right before he was killed. And he said they couldn't kill him until a certain date because it would upset the whole cycle of time travel. And he was killed one month after the date that he said they can kill him after. Uh, whether he died, of, whether, however, however he died, he died one month later. But in that interim, when that cycle happened, that was the year, and nobody ever talked about it, when California, uh, from Canada down to Florida went into a blackout. That was the vortex opening, and that has to do with the Wanakee vortex. And very few people understand anything about that or even can talk about it. So uh, when I got involved with Preston, I mean, Al Bielik, he said that they offered him $4 million to go back in time to kill somebody. And he's, all as I can say, I met with him months at different separate, separate times. He went from being like 80 years old to being 60 years old. He looked so different, and he wouldn't talk about it. He just said, well, he did what he had to do. Uh, but that, the problem was I don't think he ever got the money. And I really think uh, there was a lot of other things that went wrong during the, the transition. But again, the Montauk Project was not anything good, not anything beneficial to the human race. Now, when if you ask the people we had on last night and the people that talk about it, they don't know what they were doing. I have two people involved with it that actually sat in the chair and what went down inside that. They were killing children. They were taking children from all over the world and doing brain operations. That's how they got the harp system able to... Send, they can program or send a thought into anybody they want on the planet. It wasn't about basically just trying to build time travel. They already had it down. Uh, they made little boxes for time travel. I mean, that's a whole different way to go agenda. Uh, one person that could actually talk about it is in jail. Uh, he might be out soon, hopefully, Sean David Martin. Uh, his book was probably the most important books about that. Uh, and in the interim right now, the people that are involved with that, well, I, I went to every library, every, everything that was going on in Jersey around that area because they documented different things. They documented all the UFOs going in and out of the reservoir when they flooded the city. Uh, they never explained that. I mean, DuPont and Tesla were working together. I mean, it wasn't about cre- creating Freon, which everybody thinks it was all it was about. But when that city was destroyed, uh, there's a residue. I mean, the river is contaminated. Now they're building complexes over it all. Uh, it's like what the government does. They cover anything the best they can. Uh, when they built the bridge that went from Jersey to New York State is why they decided they had to flood the city. Uh, the excuse for it. Uh, but in the interim, we spent 
years up there, filming creatures, entities. Now, Sergeant Lightning is putting every picture we shot up there out every day now. And he's going to expose the most weirdest things on Christmas Day that we shot. He shot most of those kind of weird things. But uh, people aren't ready for that kind of truth. Sure, we need free energy. But realize, and I know Janet wants to bring it out to the world, and we need to in some way. But the government's only going to allow it so it's, so it's to their benefit. They don't want poor people here. They don't want sick people here. And they don't want to take care of 7 billion people with 6 billion of them poor, starving, homeless, and everything else. So to say we're going to help the world, they're going to help the people that have these underground cities, all these millionaires that have a, a home ready for them when the disaster starts coming. And it will come. And if people think aliens are much better than God and spirit and angels and all the other words, they'll find out the difference. They'll find out Lucifer still is in control of this planet and every alien race below him, which means the whole galaxy, the whole universe in the lower realm of the physical reality. So that reality is going to change. It's going to crash. Uh, when Earth gets contaminated and pretty much destroyed, uh, aliens come here for two reasons. They don't come here for any other reason. They're not coming here to help us become spiritual or save us from uh, doing the wrong thing, getting the right job, or any of that kind of stuff. They only come here for two reasons. <clears throat> no matter what race you're dealing with, the agenda of a race is not what we perceive as our agenda. Ask a person in the United States, in the government, why do we want to go to other universes? What are we going to do there? He was talking about thousands of universes and the higher galactic conference groups and people like that. They don't care about us because if they were that intelligent, they could have changed the reality of the human race and made us all work together or helped us work together. As a world consciousness, this world could have created incredible things. We could have moved forward in incredible ways if we were willing to work together. And the problem with that, you have no God, you have nothing. You have false gods, you have everything in your ego. So what we're moving right now is to a dangerous spot, believing aliens are our savior, working with them, thinking they can help us in any way. And you talked about traveling faster than the speed of light. Well, we can. Ships could travel faster than the speed of light when we were born. It's not like it's a new technology. Uh, I mean, it was only proven we could. Tesla, Einstein said we, we couldn't. So he wasn't that smart. And what race he was working with weren't telling him all the information he needed. All right. And plus Tesla, I mean, Einstein also said we can go backwards in time, but we can't go forwards in time. Also another lie. So when the Montauk Project and the Philadelphia Experiment happened, it proved both. And that was because Tesla allowed that, created the whole scenario for that to happen. But Tesla was working at so many different levels. He even told the world they're not going to be able to work with what he gave them. The harp system is the most deadliest weapon on the planet, and people don't understand it. And, I mean, I, I, I studied that for 25 years. Uh, when, when I started reading uh, Fred Bell's book, and he worked on it for the government, he was the first person to create it to make it work and usable. And when he did the show with Jesse Ventura two years ago, it was all about the harp system, and then he said, Jesse said, yo, you, they can't touch you. And he goes, no, I work for the government. And Jesse Ventura said, what about me? And they said, oh, 
they, they can't come after you. You're too high of a in position where they couldn't take you out. Two days later in the hotel room, Fred Bell was dead in the hotel room before he even left after doing the show. <clears throat> so his book is one of the most incredible books about what really went down in the UFO world because he was friends with Billy Myers. He did travel on the Pleiadian ships. Billy Myers destroyed his reputation by creating false dummy robot models and all kinds of dopey things. Plus, he created half of the technology that he said he was working with. But something that he did, nobody else has ever did, he made 100 prophecies in 1950. He gave them to every world government. And, and about 89% of them are happened already. There's only a few more left that he prophesied that will happen. He described the galaxies, everything we were going to find, everything that's going to happen. So he was working with the Pleiadians. Uh, and Pleiadians is the way uh, it's said. Uh, and, and they don't want to deal with the human race. They didn't, and they don't. When we shot one of their ships down, Billy Myers was told if we shoot one more ship down, they will declare war on the United States. Uh, but there was a lot going on. And then people were trying to get Billy Myers to the main to the United States and stay here and everything else. But that never happened uh, because they tried to prove he was a fake in so many ways, which he did. I mean, his own wife went against him. But the reality is uh, all this UFO stuff has nothing to do with helping a person understand what's going to happen to them when they die. I mean, life's about death. I mean, Buddha said every, every second you should be thinking about death uh, and dying because you're, you're getting closer to it. Everything the government's doing is nothing about saving soul or helping soul in the future, where it goes, what happens. They don't deal with reincarnation. I mean, aliens are reincarnating into the physical world now in great numbers. And I, I know people don't listen to the truth, but these people that claim they were walk-ins or they're aliens – it's because they were, but not in this lifetime. Souls reincarnate. They reincarnate like a, in an average of 150 years or more, up to 500 years. And where they want to reincarnate? The planet Earth. People still have the idea that we're going to go back to the Golden Age, which was destroyed by two certain races. And I mean, all the stories of Enoch and Anu and all those beings and who did what and all that, it's a, a great story. But the reality is there was multiple races here before them. And when you, I mean, when you hear about thousands and, and things, I mean, even your husband said he worked with 37 alien races, right? So there's I don't remember how many, but... Do... <laughs> yeah. He said 37. Well, no, I listened to okay. everything he said. Yeah. But, uh, and when you talk about things, we're immortal. I did a show on that. You should listen to it. Immortal means living forever, not dying. The only thing that's important about the word, if you want to accept it, is being aware of that. If you live for 10 billion years and you're only aware of 100, and, 100 years or 60 years, you're not immortal. You don't know anything about yourself. You don't know who, what you did, where you went, what, what race you were, what sex you were. You don't know anything. So saying you're immortal isn't important until you become aware of all that. I'm aware of all my lifetimes even being an alien race before Atlantis. Uh, so when we talk about immortal, I know you say it a lot, but you need to be aware what that really means to you, not to, oh, so never dies. Well, just so people want to know this or not, God can destroy soul. 
it's the only thing that can. If it, if it desires a soul that's too evil, that it will keep destroying everything it creates, it'll take it out. And whether people want to believe that or not, oh, no, we're all immortal. Who proved that? Name one person that could prove we're all immortal and that we can't be taken out. So concepts and theories and, and all these ideas about the, the wormhole and, and all those things, Go into a wormhole and you don't know where it's going to go. It's a pretty stupid idea. And when he said, uh, uh, what's his name? Ken said something about the wormhole and, and those aspects. Well, when CERN is trying to create Are you a talking black about, hole. Ken didn't say much uh, about that at all. He didn't even get a chance to speak. That's oh, why no, uh, I was having him on tonight. Other, uh, uh, Dan, Dan, uh, Dan Cooper. Dan, Dan, Dan T. Sorry. Cooper. He, yeah, he, Dan. He's done patents. Yeah, I'm the one that brought that right. up because there's several types, but he's talking about the type that is on in the, in this solar system, and strictly uh, no. you have to use it, have used it to know what it's about. You can't possibly imagine it unless you've used it. And the type that well, I was talking about is created in space, and they have the technology, at least where I was, to use it and to predict those. He was aware of it because he knows about it, but he's been there and done that. So it's it's stuff that we're actually had for a very, very long time. It's just not been made public. And so what he was trying to tell people that haven't used it was that there was ones that are like the ancient race that maybe people have heard about that, go, that are permanently situated when they created the solar system here. But the difference is when you use wormhole technology in space, in space, this is a different level. We have a different type of technology that can predict where they are and where they are going, both ends exactly. But what we cannot understand sometimes when they're going to collapse, which some of them are open continually, but some of them come and go. They they come like a spark, and they open. But I've seen it, and I've, I've actually used it. But this, you know, how do you explain that? This is where we're going. Is the people that can't possibly, if they haven't done it. They have no explanation of uh, other than well, in, no, in I understand movies. that in movies, like when he right? said Star but Wars. When when he said Star Wars, I is didn't real? say this. No, he. Oh did. well, uh, uh, I think Dan uh, Dan said, Cooper. Dan said everything in that movie is real. Uh, it's like traveling through space and fighting alien races. Sean Morton's book talks about the two wars we had. Putin even said it. Putin said there's two races trying to destroy the planet right now. He said that six months before President Trump was elected. Uh, so the concept of, like, aliens are here to help us, well, there's many aliens here for a lot more reasons than to help us. Uh, and the number one reason life lives is for food, not for any other reason. So when the concept of what alien races eat, they should ask every alien race what their main food is and what their diet is. I know uh, – what's his name? Hill, the one that worked on uh, – Area 54, uh, he's a cool guy. He worked with the, the, the uh, light, light beings uh, that go past uh, the grace. They have four different bases there, Area 51, Area 52, Area 53, and Area 54. And he worked up Area 54 where the, uh, these light beings are, and, and he said they're dangerous to the human race because they can't come near us or we get burnt up and die. Uh, but he worked with them. And he worked with the children there because he was working for the government testing air balloons and, and weather balloons and all that kind of stuff on their on their ground. And he made friends with them. But he's doing a big lecture very soon. I just got the email yesterday. 
he's going to talk about going faster than the speed of light with the theory, uh, with his uh, whatever. And he's going to be doing a whole workshop somewhere in the United States on that, uh, I think, this month. So everybody's trying to move forward and, and, and going into the future. I'll bring up Al Bill because he said he went to the future. He went to 2137 when the world is floating cities and there's only a third of the population here. Now, I would accept that because he's one of the few people that actually went through time with provable evidence. Nobody else, even Bashago, has no provable evidence of anything he said. He also said he was going to be president in 2020. That's not going to happen no matter what he does. So, I mean, the concept of these people that, that talk great story when it comes to proof. Now, Sergio and I, we shot more pictures of creatures, entities, beings than anybody else on this planet. We've got thousands of pictures. They're all copyrighted. He's putting them up online every day. Nobody can understand what the Wanaku uh, was. Why don't you tell us where that is? Why don't you tell us where that is? It's you northern New Jersey. Talk about him. Okay. No, I mean, what, okay, where it's is northern he New posting them? Sarge L18. Uh, on S-E-R-G-E-L. The show is called Stranger Universe. S-T-R-A-N-G-E-R Universe. Uh, and he's putting one up or two up every day. He's going to put some outrageous stuff up for Christmas. He's going to show things that don't exist, that are, that are real. So he's proving what the vortex is. You talk about a wormhole. It's a wormhole into a dimension of creatures, entities, beings, demons, you name it. And they're all coming through because when Janet said the rip, oh, happened on Long Island. No, it didn't happen on Long Island. It happened in Wanaku, New Jersey, when the ship last, when it crashed there. Uh, so there's a lot of people, like uh, the other person who talks about who was one of the speakers. W-A-N-A-Q-E, and it's Vortex. So that's being talked about with Sergeant 18 Strange Universe. And you can find it, the Wanaku Vortex Part 1, on YouTube, Strange Universe, in his... He's been on here uh, on this show, and we have him recorded several places, actually, uh, from quite a long time ago. And uh, but he put Brian almost a hundred videos up. He put up a hundred videos in the past three months. Every every video he put up, he puts pictures of things we shot. Some are, some don't look that good because they're, it's over a computer. When you look at the actual photograph and blow it up, and and the images and stuff we have are incredible. So, uh, but we do have pictures of ships. We shot a picture of a plane, a, a ship in back of the Empire State, State Building from 40 miles away. I mean, we got some incredible well, why don't you photographs tell us of how ships. you met? And I was talking about the clouds, <clears throat> and then you open them up, and things may come out. Uh, they're not portals or anything. They're different. There's many types of portals in space, but we were talking about See, right that, here in this reality, and this right here See, now, on the planet. On the planet, Tommy, you know, that's where you work. Right. On the planet. So just talk about uh, there's various that? levels. No, everybody knows what they know, but then what they've experienced. And everybody has filters and perceptions of what it is they're seeing. But you, well, at, at some age, worked with him, didn't you, uh, Brian well, he, Williams? Yes, right? but here's the thing. It's, it's the level of a person ready to open up to truth. Now, the word we use well, is Well, what did vortex, you see? I was portal. trying to explain about the clouds and, uh, you know, for whatever person thinks what it is. or, 
but you saw it. Tell us what you saw, your firsthand experience, because you and Brian Williams were working together. How did you guys meet? Well, I was with a friend of mine. He, he was a scientist, and he was filming UFOs all up in Pine Bush. He made Pine Bush famous. Pine Bush was the number one UFO spot in the United States for many years. Uh, and then he did work for, for the uh, Montauk Project. And he had to find the energy location of the, of the porthole vortex. Now, well, Pine Bush, New York, was a porthole because there's army ba- alien army bases there. Wanakew is, is owned by the government. And where we went, it was government property. Then you go to Long Island, uh, Montauk, Long Island, which where they said they last the other part of that base up. Now, I'll be like, and Preston Nichols, Preston Nichols went in there after it was closed up and everything. But uh, what they talk about, and I can't think of the other name that Janet talks about, the guy that was at one of the speakers at their, his, her conference, uh, he talks a lot about it. Uh, but we can debate someday if he wants to talk about what he said about Wanakew. Wanakew is an evil, negative place, the same as Wanakew is the most powerful energy on this planet. Anybody that walks there that we brought there, it's government land. So we have to sneak in. The signs say if you get caught on this property, you will be shot. But when we brought people there, people kind of went crazy, lost it. We brought the, the, the crystal skull there, the person that goes around the United States with the crystal skull. Uh, we brought a couple other big famous names there. Uh, and they kind of went out after that. They, they started, they stopped going public. They stopped doing a lot of things. Because it, if you're not protected, the energy, when you walk, these clouds follow you. These balls of clouds follow you wherever you walk. Everywhere you look in the distance, you see these red eyes staring at you. There's, there's these blue bats that have these glowing eyes that fly all around. And plus you'll get to hear things that you could not imagine, like dragons screaming and flying and and everything else under the sun. We got a we got a dragon. So what do you think it is? Some kind of land that's on this planet that's not here, or another dimension? Or what was your perception it's, or filter? What did you think okay. it was? Well, sounds like a scary movie. How it was, well, <laughs> here's how it was created. All right, when when they were playing with the Philadelphia experiment, and here's when the rip happened. Now they talk about the rip. If you watch the movie, the Philadelphia experiment, and everything else. They had the Eldridge, and it was on the ocean, and they turned it on, and suddenly the ship disappeared. Well, going back and forth in time, which they did, they ripped that vortex of the time barrier, and it created a new vortex, which is what is allowing all these things that shouldn't be on planet Earth here, which people don't deal with, demons, entities, creatures, well, that's not real, that's not... One here and there, like Bigfoot, and not not Bigfoot, but like uh, the Koopa Chopper monster and, and the, the Mothman and all those other kind of words, all those creatures came out of it. And it happened in one split second, but it happens every 20 years that Vortex opens greatly, and that's when the whole West Coast went into blackout, because I think it's a 20-year cycle, and when it comes back to that cycle, on that day, that Vortex opens and like spits things out. Uh, the government was trying to close it. The whole Montauk project, they were trying to close that vortex. And I remember I mentioned a friend of mine, ex-friend of mine, John Ford, uh, John Edmund, sorry, not John Ford. John Ford's in, in the nut house right now. John Edmund, he has, a, he has a vortex or a porthole on his property 
I brought Terry Cassidy there, and she knew right where it was. She walked in and said, this is where the vortex is. And uh, she filmed the ship right over the house that night. Uh, but there's all kinds of creatures and entities coming out. I mean, his wife was supposedly raped by aliens. And, uh, but when I was there, I saw multiple things in one week. So they're not good. And when government says we're going to go through a portal, where do you think you're going to go? I mean, it's like saying we're going to take a ship to heaven. Or we're going to meet God if we go. Well, just tell us what you what you experienced, Tommy. I mean, I want to know what you experienced from those clouds because that's a different thing. And you were there, and you met uh, Brian Williams. And what age were you? Well, and, well okay. Because we didn't think off not track. Too long ago. It was a. It was in the past twenty years I met Brian. I was with. Uh, I'll say his name, Bruce Cornett. He's a scientist. He was doing all this UFO stuff way back then, and he was framed for sex crimes and put in jail a couple years ago. Uh, he got out. Uh, he's doing a lot of stuff again. But uh, I met him. He was supposed to do a TV show, and he says he couldn't make it, so he let me do the TV show for him. And then he says, well, we're supposed to go see Brian, and then that's when I met Brian. Now, Brian, when I met him, he, he, he was, uh, I hate to say, like a high-powered witch. Uh, in his right, uh, he had the pentagram on the floor and all these things when I met with him. And when I went in there, it was like a battle between him and my me as energies. And he goes, who are you? Because I picked up his staff. He says, don't touch that. You'll die. And then I walk inside the pentagram. And he says, who are you? And then that's when we made friends. Uh, he worked for the government. He did greetings for the government. He worked every, He did a lot of things. Uh but when he got involved, with, he was in, he lived up in Wanakue. His house was right next to the property. So we could just walk there because you couldn't park there. The police patrolled that all the time. So we used to get dressed up and walk into this vortex. Now, the second you walk past the bridge, which is the bridge that they flooded the city for, once you walk past that, you're walking into the vortex. I just got chills just like that. The energy wow. there. Hitchy. Is it clouds? Is it's that like where the kind of, clouds are? The strange well, animal, the clouds I, I don't are know if you all around you. Aliens or energy or no, no, they're, from another they're place energy in form. space? Okay. You, know, you have – tell people the name of your show. It's called Into the Strange, isn't it? And you talk about My all show this. is called – I talk about a lot of different things, but I try to keep it spiritual. Because Sergio 18 and I lectured for a couple of years around the United States for global sciences. And we met everybody. Uh-huh. I'm going to have a couple of famous people on my show that I consider that I met personally and I worked with. But uh, not too many people do I promote because I only want to promote spiritual things right now. Because the whole UFO world is taking us to a different level. But when I met him and uh, we were lecturing, he would talk about the UFOs, the aliens, and the, and the vortex. I would talk about spiritualism and what aliens are trying to do and everything else. So we had a, 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 we always had a great following. Everywhere, every conference we did, everybody would be on top in our conference no matter what. We stayed at the place for a week, and we were taking people out at nighttime, filming orbs and things like that. Because we, we were the first people in the United States to go public filming orbs. And we said we can film anywhere we are, anytime. Because they're aliens, they're ships, they're dimensional beings, they're everywhere. And they're here. And they all work at different levels. And we put out charts with the different kind of orbs. And now he's like being attacked. Well, they're not orbs. And well, mine are. Well, they shoot a picture of uh, steam in the air and things, and you get thousands of bubbles. 
I know, look at all these orbs. No, it's a refraction of the light. That's all it is. So proving an orb is real and not is another thing. Proving uh, what they are is another thing. And how much it affects the human race, they don't really interfere in general. But uh, when I was up there and you walk into this cloud, it moves with you. You could walk this way, it'll come that way. You walk that way, they, these clouds just follow you. But then when you get to certain spots, it, the energy increases where it kind of like feels you're like in a fire and your body's burning. Uh, not, not like in a real fire, but you can feel the heat and the energy going through your body. And it's kind of like sucking your energy. But I was always protected. Uh, I mean, we've set crystals up, crystal balls and spheres and put lights on them. And then, the, then all these things would come out of the, out of the sky, out of the, out, of the, out of the trees. Now, even the Hershey Monkey, which was out of the Montauk Project, was supposed to be an entity that they created. I saw it. I saw it jump into a tree. I mean, a solid tree. It just jumped into it and went into the tree. I was chasing it. Uh, so there's, it was the same, same day, the day after I met, I saw the Bigfoot up in Wanaku. So these things are there. Uh, they're all over the place. And I, my whole experience with the Bigfoot is bizarre, bizarre because Wanaki, New Jersey, there's lots of wolves up there. But you don't see them. You don't hear them. We walk through the snow all the time. We saw footprints. We never heard them. But the night that I saw Bigfoot, every wolf that you could possibly imagine was howling right after I saw it. So I really feel the wolves were chasing Bigfoot. And I heard the story now. The wolves do follow them. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that revolved around Wanaku. But Wanaku, if you go to the libraries and go to the, go to the places where anything was documented, the police documented all the UFO sightings. They documented that the army was stationed there for nine months, watching the ships going in and out of the reservoir where they just flooded the city. Uh, but nobody talks about what was happening during that time frame. Why were they doing it? Why did they go after these, this, this city that was underwater now? So when I was on a, about back at the Vortex, I, I got a picture. I just put it up. Uh, a little teeny ship came flying right in front of me. And then there was some kind of entity running down the river. It was just splash, splash, splash. Three giant orbs were chasing it. And then these other two little square ships came flying across. I got a perfect picture of that. So we got pictures of things that nobody ever even witnessed, never mind actually having actual photographs. None of the pictures we shot were created by Photoshop or Print Shop or any kind of company that has a program that tears apart a picture and rearranges it. Uh, we sent well, one However, what period a, of time, if you don't mind me asking, this what was period in 97, of time was this? 1997 to 2000. That 96, well, well, well it started in 96 because we did Strange Universe. Sargell and I were on it. They cut me out. Most of everything I said, they cut everything out. I'm out you only see me for a couple of seconds. But they did put uh, Sargell's video because I was talking about Native people, and the government doesn't allow anything Native to come out to the public, period. Because uh, up at Wanaku, now this is something people don't know, the head of the Chippewa Nation, uh, Jaguar Priest, and, and three elders from Canada were all given visions to come there. And they came. And we met with them. We took them into the vortex. And they said, there's no spirits here anymore. I said, no, I freed them all. And uh, it was just an incredible thing because they were told that they had to go there to do work there. And when they got there, they said, all these souls are gone. I said, well, I have pictures. I'll show you pictures of what we do and how we do it and why I freed all these spirits. Uh, 
Uh, and then that one. Well, you sound like a totally different on... person back then, because you know you said that you just oh. wanted to talk about spirituality, but that you have this interesting past in Wanakew, New Jersey, in this place that had cloud or beings with red eyes, cloud yes. people. We spent three years. Paper people. Three years. Three years. We went there every other night. We spent four to six hours taking pictures from anywhere from. Nine o'clock to three o'clock in the morning, we shot at least a thousand pictures every night. When we first went, I was using photo film, which was so expensive. And a lot of times we go to the to the print shop, uh, the, to the photo place, and go, we don't, we can't develop these. These are all. I said, develop every picture, no matter what, because he 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 saw blurs and he saw images, and he says, well, this isn't right. So I said, no, you have to develop every. But when you develop four rolls of film two or three times a week, it was too expensive. That's when digital cameras came out. I bought, I swapped my camera for a digital camera. We went out there and that's when we filmed that first orb uh, in crystal clear. And then we started doing digital rather than photo because it was just so much cheaper. Because on digital, you could shoot 2,000 pictures and just delete them. I mean, it's not you have to pay to develop them. So uh, in the interim, while I was up there, Getting back to the to the energy that's there and the beings, the dragon a dragon flew over us, and there's no way you could describe it except maybe a hundred foot bird flapping its wings over you, and it went boom 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 like that, and then Brian's screaming. He goes, "Take out your cameras, just keep shooting, keep shooting." So we're all shooting pictures, and then all of a sudden we hear it screaming, and I could do it over the phone, but it would scree- it would hurt your ears. It was so loud. It was like. Bruh! Like that, but real loud, and it was and it was doing that, and we were following it. So let's keep following it, and all of a sudden it landed, and all these rocks fell down. And the next morning we went there; its print was like right in the ground. The whole floor print was real big print was right in the ground. We did get a picture of that, uh, but it was we had six people with us. They all heard it, uh, and they were all running around crazy, uh, trying to find it, trying to see it. But it, it was invisible. A lot of the creatures there are invisible. Brian came out with a technique that people don't think is real. It's called the breath technique. And what you do, you take smoke and you breathe into the air. Any beings, interdimensional beings, when they get caught in that mist, when you hit it with light, reflects the image in it. So that's how we started getting all these images of creatures and, and weird creatures, fish flying through the air, four-foot mushrooms, and all kinds of beings. But we got a picture of a little alien standing on the ground, real little, uh, crystal clear. So we got, he has so much evidence and he copyrighted all this stuff because we separated for a couple of years. Uh, I went my way, he went, he stayed his way. Uh, we made friends again re- rather recently. Then we started doing Carrie Cassidy's show for nine months. And we had the biggest following. Carrie Cassidy didn't even have one-tenth the following that we had. And she never watched one of our videos. I said, well, why don't you watch what we're doing? And uh, then they wanted to charge us $50 a show. And I said, forget it. We're out of here. Uh, and that's when I stopped doing a show with him. But we had 50 people in the chat room every night. We had 1,000 people come into the chat room uh, to watch the video the next morning. So we had a following. But people wanted to hear it. But see, we always kept the show. He talked about the UFO stuff, and I talked about the spiritual side of it, put it together. Because Wanaku is evil. It's not good. There's nothing good about Wanaku. The government's there now. 
they Tesla built they have these underground uh I can't describe it, but they have these steel walls inside the mountain. We tried blasting I tried cutting these pipes and metals to get inside and this giant steel wall which was there. If you pull up the records in nineteen hundred they were supposedly I I uh, trying to create iron or, or what do you call it? Uh, dig iron and stuff out of the mountains and everything there. And they had these trains going in and out of there. But if you look at where the, the tunnel is, there's no possible way a train could have made its way around to get there to where this big steel door is in the mountain. And on the other side, there's this, this uh, like metal fence. Uh, so we spent three years, about four days or five days a week, four or five hours on at the Wanakew, taking pictures of all these things and seeing them and hearing them. Uh, so when people talk about the vortex and saying, well, we're going to open up a vortex, go through a vortex, realize if you can go through it, something else can come through it. The same as possession, part of what happens at the vortex. A person can get More people jumped off that bridge in a short period of time. And the one night we went out there, there was two de- deers impaled on the fence they jumped off the bridge and they must have went flying like 100 feet and then pushed on the fence because they were all squished in the fence. Uh, the weirdest things would happen there. But the people that we brought there changed. I mean, Sargell tried to say I changed after I went when we first separated. And then he realized what happened to me. But uh, I became uh, able to see You sound things. like something out of, the, out of the thing with uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. I just saw it last night called The Bird Box on Netflix, and I wanted to get into oh, really? helping uh, helping you and I watch TV and we watch movies. And we, but this, you know, your reality sometimes weirder than than fiction, right? So I've changed it from Ken Johnston, and although we were 15 minutes late, I'll have air. I don't know how to take it. I guess I can go take it off after we make this. But I put up Planet Anomalies, Weird Entities, Interdimensionals. Okay, Tommy Hawk's Blood Trace, Jim Marston. After that, put Space Travel, Wormhole Travel, Portal, Wanakew, New Jersey. So I don't know if that will help or not, but I've got to go back and edit the front of this where you came on because Ken didn't show up tonight. So I guess maybe next Friday, but we had discussed him doing Friday. He, he was so, – well, it sounded like he was upset when he left last night. I, I mean, know. He said his battery went out and everything. Yeah, I think but, he was uh, upset. He he wrote me and one thing – uh, it it's just that, that as co-host, it's hard to have two co-hosts. Do you remember with Janet? I was going to say just, that. Well, I'll just it's leave it at that. It's hard to have. It's hard to have two people uh, interview. There was three of us in. Yeah. And and Janet right. wanted me to uh, interview that guy. So Dan and Dan's very smart with the patents and what he's doing, and I appreciate that. So folks, listen to last night. But Tommy, I'm changing this now. I hope it goes through because there's a lot of things I can and do now. You know, it's going to go up on YouTube, so you and I may be the only ones that hear this. I don't know, but it goes everywhere. So, but it's, I've changed it from the Ken Johnston show tonight to uh, Plane and Anomalies, Weird Entities, Interdimensionals, Tommy Hawk's Plus. So this is going to be a Weird Friday tonight. We were going to do Weird Wednesdays. But I couldn't get you on, right. on this kind of stuff because you were only spirituality. But this is about your past, and I don't think it's bad because you had a – you know, we both – everybody has a past and a, something that they've done. And Wanakew, mm-hmm. because it came up last night, I don't know why 
it was because we were talking about different things, and I think Janet talked about something, but she got on the Montauk. Or, but anyway, you know how, how we're just – folks, we just get on these shows and start oh, talking. Oh, oh the, name, the, name, the name I wanted to bring up was Swordslow. Stuart Swordslow. Stuart Swordslow. Yeah, she brought his name up last yeah. night. She didn't vote he worked with Peter Moore. And he was involved with yeah. the Montauk Project per se. And that's not Peter. Said. I don't know. Uh, now, Stuart, I've interviewed him on here. But, you know, it depends on what subject we're talking about. Now, Peter Moon, that's not his name. And he sent me his name and stuff. But he likes to use that name. And his uh, publishing, Sky Publishing, I believe. Sky Books, something like that, right? Well, to get, he hasn't well, been on a long Moon time. Because he, well, he worked with uh, Preston Nichols. Greatly, he put out. A, he's he's releasing a book right now, free online. I just ordered. I asked him to send me the link for it, because uh, okay. Preston Nichols died like uh, two months ago, and he he did a, a, a what do you call it a eulogy on him and everything else. But uh, Stuart Swarslow was speaking with Sergeant eighteen years ago when we first started lecturing. Uh, when we first went out to mainstream and. Uh, I know he was doing a whole thing about Jesus as an alien, and I, I confronted him. I, and I don't, I'm surprised Janet didn't get back to me, but I, I begged him to talk to him. And his wife keeps going to me, well, you want a reading? You want a reading? I said, no, I don't want a reading. Uh, well, I just each want person to has Stuart. their own experiences and what they feel a passion to promote. Well, so no, he, everybody hey, doesn't have to you, think alike. You know, he does well, no, show no, you do yours. Never gonna, but I do mine, and Janet does happen. hers, but we come together. But Stuart Swerdlow, well, yeah, apparently you couldn't get through. She wants you to go through her to get to Stuart, right? right? But she wanted me to do a, a reading. I said, no, I don't need a reading from him. I want to talk to him directly. Because he was friends with Sawjell 18. Brian liked him. Uh, I mean, he, he, all these things. Now, if you bring in those names like uh, Nassar Harriman, he claims he has the Ark of the Covenant. All these people, the stories are incredible. But none of them fit together Harriman. really. Yeah. yeah. He, well, they didn't have good YouTube. He, he, well, he <laughs> I mean, invented. The, I guess he got a Nobel Prize. Well, no, he got a Nobel Prize for the string theory. Oh. Uh, so he's he's not uh, a has been. He's smart. Uh, but what I was going to say, truth is levels, and it means the level you're able to perceive it or accept it. Everybody has a truth, but what level of the truth reality is it? I mean, if you say I see Batman in my backyard, that's your truth. But is it reality? Is it real? It's real to yeah, you. Yeah, what reality is it's seeing real to the universe? Or what exactly. part of the? Now, what part of you? Well, so on Joe, and because mm-hmm. you've experienced so a lot of things that maybe other people you took didn't. Right. So on Joe, oh, is going to expose things. Oh my gosh! I just took but, everything down. Hold, hold on, Tommy. This is. Uh, Hi, Ken. You showed up. Yay. Well, we had a dog. Our dog got hit by the car, and we had him down the vet. Oh, I, oh bless your heart. Been, yeah, uh, the Rough dog's time, been real. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Hips and everything. How much? Twenty-five hundred dollars in vet fees. Oh my god. For the hip metal plates and all this stuff. The little German Shepherd, she's only uh, eight months old. Oh, no. Oh, wow, that's horrible. I'm so yep. sorry to hear that, Ken. It's been a rough day for you. 
I wasn't paying any attention to any time at all, just getting down to the vet and getting the thing taken care of. And we just now got back to the house and came in. And then my phone was oh, being bless uncharged. Your heart. Yeah. So, well, I changed it up, but that's okay because I'm sure Tommy doesn't mind relinquishing your time. But I'm not. Uh, we put you out there because you were going to do Friday nights, and that's wonderful that you're here. But uh, at the same time, Tommy has been with me for years and years, and he was able to start on some stuff. But uh, Tommy, let's. Well, that's right. uh, I don't even know what it looks like out there now. But Tommy, stay. Uh, Ken, we're going to let you talk because you didn't get a lot of time last night. So I'm so sorry. Are you up for talking to people? Because uh, I'll have to get Tommy to look at the computer to see what it looks like now because uh, I, it's so complicated that once this show starts, it won't let me change it. And uh, so, but we're here now. So uh, I may can edit out some of the. We didn't have any about 15 minutes of airtime, but I'll work on that later, Ken. So let's. This okay. is recording. So let's start with. Uh, I guess uh, we we were on last night, and this is Tommy Hawksblood. But Tommy, uh, you haven't talked to Ken, have you? Tommy, no, I didn't. Okay, well then, Ken uh, Johnston, Tommy Hawksblood, <laughs> and then we'll okay, get you guys get Ken going. Hope you're having well, as much fun as uh, I. Okay. No, 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 not. I'm not. I'm glad I'm not. Uh, that I, you know, when I, I have a little dog, and I had two dogs running after me yesterday, today. I mean. I have to defend it, but the, it's like my life now. I mean, and they become sure. so attached and it's so loving. It's, it's sad. Yeah. And TJ has a lot of cats. <laughs> I have a dog. J- uh, Janet oh, has cats. I'm sorry. I, had to I have somehow. I go ahead. Yeah. Now you go ahead. Sometimes things get mixed oh, up have, with. Yeah, we have 14 uh-huh. miniature horses. We have. Um, uh, Two full-grown German shepherds that are my grandsons that lives with us, and they have a, a litter of uh, eight pups and uh, two of the litter from last year. So that's uh, too many dogs to start with. And we've got two cats. <laughs> so other than that, uh, we've got a lot of protection around out here on the farm. Wow. Well, you live near Albuquerque, but in a smaller town out in the country. Is that it? You live out in the county? Is that what they say? Yeah. Berlin is about 34 miles south of Albuquerque, and then we live about uh, four miles more out in the country area. But we're right on one of the major arterials, so we have, we're have we connected with the rest of the world. Well, you're so active for your age now, so I guess uh, – 70, what are you now, 70 or 75? I know you're very active. What's your age now, Ken? I've been in existence for 77 years. My goodness, and you're... 1942. 1942, so my mother was 32, so you were 10 years younger than my mother and oh my god but you're so active and you're you know you're still out publishing and and speaking and and i really wanted to give you time tonight and tommy heard me uh heard us he listened last night tommy is very uh big in our aco association and tommy helped me establish the ufo association back way back uh, but he and janet have really you know, kept my show going. It was Tommy and Janet that started with me 
Dr. Lesson and Lynn Caston, who is an author. I think he's with the Bear Company. I forget which company he's with. But so tonight's sort of like the Authors Club uh, for you, Ken. But uh, what do you what do you want to do? Because this is going to be on YouTube, and we won't be able to grab it. It'll be up there. But t- Tommy is. Uh, we, we were talking when you came on, Ken. I just pulled you up about Wanaku, uh, New Jersey, and the Montauk, and all of that. But I don't know. Uh, if you would like to discuss uh, anything or everything, or what would you like to talk about, Ken, tonight? Well, I'm as, as I told before, um, I was so deeply involved with the um, our government's uh, space program, the the NASA one, for the moon is concerned, with and thinking that uh, we were out on the cutting edge of of science and technology and the thing that yet. Um, Aware that we're not the only species in the universe, but then um, it's been within the last, well, I guess, three or four years, I've been starting to pick up information here and there about the fact that there is a secret space program that's been going on, and I've been trying to get myself educated a little bit more. So actually, I'm I enjoy listening to people who have been involved more with the secret space program. So I'm I'm well, game to talk me, about that. Well, that's well, let me just Tommy, say this. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to ask you to help blend the show together for us, Tommy, and and how we blend blend uh, blend Ken because Ken's going to do Friday nights for me, and we're going to talk about a lot of space travel. But you were talking about where where Tommy can help us is he was there uh, and has done a lot of research, but he lived in New Jersey where they did uh, Philadelphia experiment Montauk. Uh, chair uh and he worked with al Belick and he's done all this study his entire life ken so he i put up planet anomalies and world entities and interdimensionals now he was just discussing a lot of the uh i guess you'd say creepier things and i had just mentioned sandra bullock in what a movie i just saw last night one of the creepiest movies i've ever seen of uh, bird box of uh so ken we may use your you of to help us blend all this because movies, televisions, and all that, Netflix, uh, you know, Hollywood, and what's real and what's not, but we're trying to figure all that out. So Tommy helps me blend, but he's he was working with negative entities, and uh, you're working with more real, reality 3D of going into space as an astronaut and helping kids learn about the STEM project. Uh, STEM yeah. program, science, technology, energy, and math. So, Tommy, you've got to realize we're going to be marketing and public relations for NASA and helping kids get in educated. And Tommy loves all that, too. So, folks, you'll just have no, to no, bear no. with us here while we blend all this, you know, this weird stuff. So, Tommy uh, and Ken, uh, let's figure out how to blend. Uh, all, Tommy is very intelligent. He's died like I have, Ken, out of body near death experiences. Uh, several occasions, but Tommy, Tommy's had UFO experiences too. So I guess Ken will just need you to help us talk because I wanted to give you plenty of time tonight, but you just had this come up. So uh, Ken, why don't you ask Tommy? Talk, you know, just Tommy, make sure that Ken gets to talk. You heard him last night, right? Okay. So uh, introduce each other to each other. Yeah, go ahead, Ken. Well, Get, have, help me fix this. 
just a second. I've got to ask a question of you, TJ. Did you get the email I sent you on the information with regards to uh, John Levine? Yes. Okay. Can you talk about that? Well, it's uh, I've got all the same information I sent you, and. uh, well, I, I don't, don't know if we're talk. allowed because of all the names that were, you know, mentioning that. Now, now Tommy's been working with Carrie Cassidy. Have you been on Carrie's show? Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. Uh, it, I know Carrie Cassidy, so we'll see that. Um, okay, back to what you, you originally were asking. Um, um, well, you you, like well let's mention Linda Moulton Howell, right? We, we, we'll mention Linda Moulton Howell because I've got her up on the UFO Association. So maybe that's what we should do, Tommy, is try to blend in some of the people into the UFO Association. Uh, Ken, what I'm trying to do is bring people such as yourself, Tommy, me, all these people together because the people I'm going to be giving a conference to, they don't know a lot of these people. Some of them they do. So I'm trying to figure out how to blend alienology, phenomenology, cosmology, epistemology, and people like the weird stuff, too. So now back to you, Ken, however you can blend this together and Linda, but I don't know, did you want to talk about the Levine story? Is that something you want to talk about or or not? Let's hold Levine for another another episode because all this information is coming flashing in within the last, what, couple hours here. Wow, amazing. Okay. Well, is there anything that's from your mind last night that you'd like to start? Because we're going to, you know, remember you you teach children in the schools in science, technology, engineering, and math. Why don't you tell us about uh, a little bit about your Apollo, uh, actually I say your your background with engineering and uh, however you want to share that coming on for the show. Let's talk about how did I wind up here where I am today, I guess. And, uh, oh, wow. Um, do you have about three or four hours I'd take and I'll get into there, but uh, we can go a little short on that. Um, in reality, I'm, I was one of the, the orphans of World War II. My dad was a bomber pilot and lost his life during World War II. And, uh, Tommy, I wound is up that... with, uh... Okay, that's something, some kind of really... No, that's not me. Long... Okay, all right. Ken, what is... Okay, there's some kind of really weird sound, Tom. I have to get that. That sounds like set. a microphone, your mic TJ. Set? It does. It sounds like your mic. Okay. It sounds like your I mic. That the problem. Did that no, I was sitting still and I heard it. Oh, because I yeah. uh, I had it on speaker and I'm I'm now on just uh, the headphone. That'll work. Um, okay, yeah, the speaker must have been picking up your your hand. All right, now, because it'll show up on YouTube, I know, when I'm listening, it's really, if we make any sound. Okay, let's start over. This is Ken Johnston, and he worked at NASA, and great astronaut training, and uh, he, you can see him in all his equipment and all of that in the 60s, and he worked with Grumman, and he has a lot of intelligence, and now he's well-respected in our in our community of astronauts and learning to train and uh, all the stuff he had to do a lot of hard stuff and we really respect him and he's helping us in the UFO Association and the ET community which we're blending together and we're we're doing our best to share levels tonight in the various planet anomalies and weird entities with Tommy Hawk's blood who's been a friend of mine for a long time and Ken is one of my newer friends but yet I probably had uh, experiences with Ken 
68 to 73, and we haven't even got there yet. So now, Ken, yes, I don't hear it anymore. So Ken Johnston, take it away, and then and then Tommy will – y'all can get into a conversation. Thank you so much. Okay, Ken, yeah. thank you. Thank Go you. ahead. That, Teresa, thank you very much. Yeah, I think you and I have kind of bumped around each other maybe within the same meetings at some times during that period of time. But uh, just a, a lot of people say, well, you know, who are you? How would you get to where you're at now? What's going on? And I was just going to say that um, I was one of these um, uh, military orphans. My dad was a bomber pilot during World War II and lost his life there. And then uh, my mother uh, wound up marrying a, a uh, Marine Corps captain that came back from Guadalcanal and uh, the infections he had <laughs> He lost his life within about two years. So it's been a whole case of, of stepdads and their passing on us, the kind of life that you wouldn't expect anyone to survive in many cases. But uh, that made me – I'm looking at a picture of my dad sitting on top of my desk here, and uh, that was my motivation is to, to get into the military, go through military academy and um, follow in the footsteps. And uh, so I, I joined the Marine Well, actually, I, I was in college, uh, the military school, and then the summer school. My best friend came into the dorm and said, well, Ken, I joined the Marine Corps. And back then, you know, when you're, when you're like 19 and you're smart and you know everything, I said, like, hell you are. You can't go without me. So I go down and enlist in the Marine Corps uh, the next day with him when we were on an airplane going. And I, I uh, had applied for uh, officer pilot training, and my friend Jack Lancaster didn't have – that kind of motivation. He stayed with in the Marine Corps as a up to sergeant, and then after four years, he got out. In my case, I went on off to Pensacola, Florida, where I learned to fly, and then I, I, um, I reverted back and finished up the last couple of years and uh, got my civilian ratings. And at about the same time that the Apollo program was starting up, now my brother, Dr. A.R. Johnston, uh, is no longer with us. He, uh, he was an engineer and uh, was in charge of the the vacuum chambers, the Cecil Space Environmental Simulation Laboratories. And uh, he, when he, I was getting out of the Marine Corps, he says, you need to get your fanny down here. I like Buzz Aldrin, you know, get your ass down here. And, and I did, and I had operate, uh, offers from all the major aerospace companies. But I liked Boy, uh, Grumman, excuse me, Grumman, because they built the lunar module, and they're the ones that were going to land on the moon. So I applied to them and the others, and uh, you have to realize that back in those days, the John uh, – uh, Kennedy, um, he was determined that we were going to land on the moon and get back safely before the Russians did. Now, what I know now, looking back on those days and realizing that we actually really did have and do have a secret space program, which I hopefully will get into a, perhaps on another night, um, here I was involved with uh, testing the lunar modules, being sure everything worked well, and then help training the regular NASA uh, Apollo astronauts so that they could fly the lunar module and land on the moon. All of those things uh, were all part of, of my upbringing. And then after we finished uh, our lunar missions, I wound up going back to work to for uh, the Boeing Company in Seattle as a flight instructor. And uh, 737 flight instructor is a little over 5,000 hours of uh, flight time. So those things um, kind of got me to the place where I was. Although, now, when we get a chance uh, – uh, TJ, I, I want to go back to talk about other people, too, how they may have had life-changing experiences when they were real young and then periodically through, apparently periodically through their lives, maybe have had contact, either known or unbeknownst to themselves, with extraterrestrials. And that's kind of a, a going to be an interesting subject that I, I'll look forward to. Now, Tommy, I think from what I just heard, both you and TJ and myself, we 
all have had direct contacts. A lot of this information I have kept in my uh, in my pocket because of um, credibility, and um, my wife has always been concerned about. You know, you don't want to talk about these these woo woo things that people don't understand because um, I've got so much other actual proof and um, information and, and experience that we don't want to discredit the the factual truth that I've been that I came forward to back in 1995, I guess, when Mr. Richard C. Hoagland took me to Washington D.C. and we went public, and that's when the um, what do you want to call them? What, what do we call those, uh, TJ, the, these guys, that uh, men in black that go around and do everything to try to shut you down and, or attack you? <laughs> anyway, that's kind we of We actually that call them men in black. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> there's government entities and uh, the intelligence yes. community, but then we have the deep state. So what happened yes. is uh, we have to discuss with uh, – the public, all the various levels that if we say men in black, we don't necessarily know what part of the alphabet soup, as we say these days, yep. because even the intelligence community has changed, uh, you know, but they weren't sharing a lot of information among each other. So it got to be a gray area, but then we had Homeland Security come in. We have the National Security Council, but, uh, you know, the ones with the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, and then we have all the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Joint Chiefs of Staff, and basically everybody and everything, including the Department of Energy. So, uh, you know, when – which who would you say? You know, depends on what story you're listening to and at what time frame. Because, to be honest right. with you, Ken, I don't know how you are, but it's you know after nine eleven twenty twelve, some people say. I mean, we could do a show on just what you and I and Tommy have lived through, but you know things changed after the Oklahoma bombing and uh, ninety five. And uh, then again uh, in 2001, wasn't it 9/11? You, you know what I'm saying? Yes, it and it said that, that, that was you could say it's a conspiracy theory, but there's talk of the uh, other group of the government trying to change the people and the people that were in charge. So I think that you're referring to is the fact that there's a part of us on the globe that got too big for our britches and kept money under under the table, so to speak, and used it in a different way to run our, our world politics and our banks and our governments. And so what happened in my explanation, and you can go back to it, is that the men in black could be either deep state uh, with the ones that are very controlling and corrupt versus – the, and you could call them the black hats, but people get mad at me when I do that. Versus the white hats, that were like you and me, we thought we were we signed a contract. We were government people. We were excited about going to the moon. You know, we wanted to get there and Kennedy. But you know, we get into all these deep thoughts that the men that learned how to use it to their advantage. Would you say? And now people are taking it back to the secret space program and and uh, Hitler and the Vril and all of that. So we're trying to blend all this together. So uh, back to you, Ken. What do you think the men in black are? <laughs> but that's well, sort of what you're I'm, talking about, right? It got to be the good guys or the guys that signed on for good versus right. military NASA versus those that started learning how to use 
you know, what they knew for their own advantage. And they all, inside all the different intelligence agencies, some people were thinking they knew everything, and yet others didn't know what was going on in the office next door. So if you will help us, we can decipher all that. But back to you, where are you going well, with that? <laughs> well, that's where I was. Actually, actually the, the, the part of it that I'm finding fascinating is how that had been so well kept secret for such a long time, and yet – and I'm sure there's many people kind of like myself that we were, you know, our top secret clearances and, you know, and we sat in on a few meetings and things. I even sat in on several meetings with uh, Dr. Von Von Braun before he passed away. And uh, that's a terrible thing when you're 77, you're starting to look around and most of the people you knew aren't here anymore. But uh, we, I think we're what we're calling, a lot of people are calling it soft disclosure, yet I've been preaching for the last year that we, this was going to be the year they're going into full disclosure. And, uh, of course, there's a branch of the governments and all trying to keep that quiet. And part of it goes back to why the, the governments have, have been afraid of going public with our direct contact with other intelligent lives throughout the universe. And that is the fear that people would panic, just like they did of the, the War of the Worlds radio thing back when it was in 1938 or something like that. Um, so what I am now doing is I am uh, – talking with people that have some experiences like I've had and, and with people like yourselves that have had direct contact experiences and Tommy and uh, we're, we're willing now to come forward because up until just very recently, uh, you know, you say anything at all about, well, you know, this thing happened and that happened. Everybody says, Oh yeah, you're, you're full of, you know, woo woo <laughs> and nuts. But then now they're they're starting to see things and hear things, and everybody's becoming a little bit more understanding and willing to research themselves and find out just exactly what is going on and what part of this are we playing. So that's where that secret space program is, is now starting to – some of the layers of secrecy are starting to peel away, and that's, I think, where we're, we need to do our best to find out all the information we can well, so we can have po- positive positive information, not just theory or, or – that's the problem I had well, with the gentleman I mentioned can, earlier. Well, yeah, the world's wanna, like an onion, and we're peeling back the layers. Everybody's got layers, well, and then everybody's got their own story. But I brought people together like Tommy and Janet as authors to do Stargate to the Cosmos. But now we're going to – just so you know, Tommy, I'm speaking January 12th about uh, – and you can help me because uh, there's portals. But Tommy was talking about the darker side, and uh, he wants to talk just positive spiritual side – but uh, I'm going to let him talk for a moment now, Ken, because uh, we were talking about things coming through wormholes and things like that. And that is part of the secret space program right. because it was kept secret. But he goes right. back and shared a lot of the Montauk and the energy. And I don't know that he has a handle on how it all works, but he does have his experience. So that's why I'm trying to get him to come from his personal experiences because he's done a whole lot of shows on spirituality, but Tommy, remember in the beginning we talked about a lot of this stuff, and I mentioned it last night during wormhole portals, and then those clouds that you're talking about that Ken hadn't heard about. But uh, why don't you? You wanted to say something, Tommy, so please go ahead and then well, tell the, him the about thing, that. I just you work for NASA, right? Oh yeah, for about fourteen uh, years. Just two names. Can I ask you two names? Sure. Could I ask you two names? Maybe you heard of them. Okay. okay, do you remember they spent, sent, sent a space shuttle up into space with all artifacts from everybody in it? 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of you know who was involved with that? Do you know who it was? Uh, oh, my memory wouldn't wouldn't spew it out right now. I'd have to well, go back and pull if out. I, if I say a name, I don't know if I should say it on air or not. Uh, it's, it's his first name. His first name was Matthew. Matthew, no. Well, he that sent us a letter. Well, basically, uh, he sent us a letter from NASA. I got the letters here right in front of me. Oh yeah. It warns. Great. It warns Sergio and I not to get involved. I'll read it to you. But uh, it's saying, don't get involved. You don't have any right to interfere with what's going to happen to the human race. Uh, six months later, he was killed. There, there have been right. now, that I remember happened. seeing that. Yeah, but here's another now thing. My best okay. friend, my best friend, designed all the parts for the space shuttle that they couldn't make generally. Uh, any special kind of part, he designed all these parts. I took him to my house and I showed him all our UFO pictures. We were going to get together. We were going to do something different. We were going to commit, create a community somewhere. His okay. whole family disappeared two days later. Uh, his children were taken out of school. They never found him, never saw him, never heard another word from him. His phone oh. was left on for a year. I was, well, I was working for the phone company, and I tried to track the phone and everything. They, they had it on just to record whoever called him, and I kept saying, release him, release him, tell me where he is. Uh, but nothing ever happened of that. But he, I knew him when I was 12 years old, so it wasn't like a strange friend. I knew him all my life. He always right. wanted to work. We were playing with spacemen when we were little, and then he goes, I want to build a spaceship. So he actually ended up working for NASA. So he disappeared within two days after we showed him the UFO pictures and everything else. He said to me, I got to be careful. They don't want me involved with the UFO world. And then he disappeared. Uh, Okay. His name was, if I say his name, would it ring a bell maybe? Robert Sylvester? Maybe. Maybe. Sylvester? He was a good friend. Yeah. He was a good friend. No. Uh, And we were going to leave. We were going to start a community somewhere because he said, It'll be separate because I can create anything we need. We don't have to go outside the community. Like if a, if a machine broke, you can make the parts to fix it, whatever. So uh, it was like a three-ton machine that he used to make all these parts for NASA. And then he just went missing. And I never had another word or sound from him. We were supposed to have a, a, a pool party two days later. And His I saw whole the kids were taken out of school. His whole family, whole disappeared, family disappeared within two days. Yeah. Oh, okay. I might, might so, but uh, he was a good friend. I, I'll, I, I'll almost guarantee you that the whole family is is alive and safe. Now, I ran into a similar situation because I had, I had because of the secret clearances and all the where I'd had direct contact uh, with NASA on looking at um, some of the original films and pictures and things and showing a base on the backside of the moon and uh, some other things. And we were we were sworn to secrecy and maintain that. Now, uh, fortunately, uh, we're talking about since I left NASA in nineteen. 80, right, and then I went to work uh, at Martin Marriott up in Denver and then working on the Peacekeeper and then up to Vandenberg, I mean from Vandenberg up to Seattle with the the, the Boeing company. Um, whenever um, Mr. Hoagland was looking at the face on Mars and all that and saying there's people out there that has information that they need to come forward and, and make it public for their own safety, and I was listening to the, the radio program and I thought, well, you know, maybe I should. So I, I put together uh, documentation, I went to the meeting and um, walked up to the desk to pay my my ticket to to go to the uh, the um, uh, program that he was doing in Seattle, <laughs> and she just panicked. She says, "Oh, you're who we've been looking for." And they brought him out, and and he looked at it, and he says, "Oh, we got to get together tomorrow." And um, it just so happens, he says, 
he said, we've got to make you public. Now, this is what I was going to tie into what you're saying. That if, so long as you keep your mouth shut and your own, then you can be disappear. They can get rid of you. And that's, well, that see, has happened he, to so many people. He wanted, he wanted to pull out of the government. He wanted to build a community where we would be self-sustaining without anybody. Uh, well, that, but that and we were going to talk about that. It's a threat. It made a threat right. in no, no, exposing I, the information. Yeah. But well, that's, that's why that's I thought he was taken out. Yeah. They, uh, they, well, they, I know. They just, and, go ahead. I'm listening. Six of my right, friends were taken out. All right. Six of my friends. But John Ford, right. I don't know if you know his whole story. Uh, he's in the nut house. They won't let him out. But I saw his video before they put him away. Yeah. Uh, he sent it around the world. But it's the best video of a ship crashed on Long Island. Crystal the clear. crashed on Long Island? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I went out there where it crashed. I saw where the ship came down. It notched out all the trees. I was, like I said, I was living in one of the richest people in Long Island's house, who is the surveyor who built all the houses on Long Island. And he has, he, he showed me all the articles. He was in his room. He's got this big glass window that overlooks the ocean. And a ship went right, right. into the ocean. But him and his girlfriend were burnt. Right. And when they called I the did, hospital up, the hospital it. told, well, the hospital told him to take three aspens and go to bed. And they <laughs> did. They always... But don't but they woke up okay. The burn marks, everything was gone. There was no proof of anything. So they were already prepared to tell people not to come to the hospital, not to make a big thing out of it. <laughs> which it was all over the newspapers the next day. He showed me all the articles. But right. I was dealing with the last night the uh the creature that, that escaped because underneath his house there was all these skeletons of all kinds of animals all laid out perfectly straight. And uh, if an animal kills an animal and they eat it, they're not going to lay the skeleton in the perfect form, shape, and line them up in a row all across the floor of the house. And he kept telling me there's something in the house. I said all kinds of traps. Because he went, he went to another country for a couple months, and I, I was babysitting the house room. A beautiful house, but uh, I kept hearing all these weird noises and trying to track whatever it was. And then when I went under the house... I, I took all the skeletons that were there, every kind of creature, fox, wolves, um, uh, you name it. And it was, they just had, they were lined out in perfect shape. So it wasn't like they uh, bent them up, twist them, or ate them or anything like that. So whatever it was, I mean, I ended up seeing the Hershey monkey. Uh, it was about a month later. That was also escaped from the Montauk Project. I was up in Montague where the vortex is, where the real vortex on this planet is. And... Uh, we just got out of the car, and I started walking. I saw something running, so I started chasing it. It was white. It looked like a white squirrel, kind of, from the distance, from where I was chasing it. And then it jumped right into right. a tree, and hmm. it disappeared in the tree. But uh, the next night is when I saw a Bigfoot up there at the same place. Uh, and it was like the vortex, which Sargell 18 and I were the only people going on it. It's government property. It's sealed by this real steel fence, and it says if you get caught on this property, you will be shot. But we went in there for three years, uh, and we filmed every kind of creature you could imagine. Yeah. Well, we never got shot, but we saw things happen that were incredible. The whole mountain would light up, and we see these cars up on the top of the mountains and stuff, and then all the lights would just go out. I think that's when they lost the Bigfoot. I think they had it, and that's when they lost it, because I saw it like that was like a week before I saw it. Uh, But we saw we saw a lot of, we didn't see the things, but we got pictures of them through certain techniques and everything of creatures, you name it. 
but that's all based on what Tesla was doing, because that's when he flooded, they flooded the city. Uh, for nine months, ships went in and out of that reservoir. Uh, my friend lived right there. He watched this go down. Yeah. Let, me, let me try to tie something the ship- in there with you. Now, because and, and, I just picked up a, a little bit when um, TJ was talking to us, um, one of the things that I found rather interesting, and I guess my one of my first cousins, uh, Dr. Don, Don Garrett, he was an Air Force captain and a pilot, and he was part of the the original to be the um, uh, the Air Force space program, but then the cut back in government funding, and he dropped out. But he he came to NASA as as a uh, between NASA and the Air Force and the government, he became one of the uh, astronauts to test uh, the command module in the vacuum chamber, whereas here I was with Roman, and I was <laughs> the same family, my first cousin. Here I am over at just, you know, what, 50 yards away, not even that, to the smaller vacuum chamber, Chamber B, to test the, the little module. Now, whenever Apollo 1, uh, Grissom, Chaffee, and White died, um, we were in such a hurry to, to beat the Russians to the moon that, that um, certain things were uh, kind of passed over and thought it'd be safe, or, or the fact that Grissom and them were complaining about some of the design and equipment stuff like that, and, and they, they even put on some some press experience uh, clothes and things to show how bad some of the designs and things were, and then all of a sudden they're ready, getting ready for the first launch, and um, the command module catches on fire, and they all died immediately. Well, Don Garrett, uh, my cousin. He he felt the calling then, and he became a, a Baptist minister, left the Air Force. Let me close this door so my dog's not barking and <laughs> going on. I think the dog is going to be a part of the uh, space program here. Here we go. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> Some of them may be. You never know. Anyway, so Don um, became uh, very, very, very religious. And then uh, later on, a lot of the people that I've known, because of experiences that they had during the space program and all, and I'm not sure what each one of them's exact trigger was that turned them, tripped them over. They came, became extremely spiritual. And, and I myself uh, went on and got a, a doctorate degree in theology through the Reformed Baptist Seminary. And um, we had to go through that line of, of both emotion and educational and experience to be able to where we could handle understanding what's going on in the universe to, to some extent. So uh, am I hitting on any nerve areas and experiences that you may have had that, that brought you more into a, a, a spiritual side of contact with extraterrestrials well, in, in the universe? See, my thing is, and, and I don't think like anybody else on this planet, just so you know, uh, from all my experiences, direct experiences, <clears throat> I'm aware, I don't know if you believe in reincarnation. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keep going. I'm aware of I'm aware, I'm aware of all my lifetimes, back to Atlantis, back when I was an alien, you name it. I'm aware of all of them, including being with Jesus. So my, my truth is based on what I experienced in Noah's fact, like what Jesus came here to teach. It's not in the Bible. Okay. So I, my, that's why I, I'm going more to the spiritual side, because aliens will not teach us about God. Right. They'll teach us about oh. space and dimension and all that, but that's still nothing pertaining to... <clears throat> Higher levels that God created where soul goes to when it leaves this realm, when it's aware and spiritually able to go there. So I had five death experiences. I spent 35 years traveling out of my body, meeting deities, angels, and and, uh, uh, and spiritual beings on, in different dimensions and stuff. But the problem is they don't talk about God. None of them, the angels, the deities, 
The deities all think they're God. Lucifer thinks he's God. I mean, he plays God and he's allowed to. Uh, and he controls a lot of the alien races. But the other thing is the race right. that I did see, I mean, I was 10 feet from an alien. Uh, it was in my house. My friend was with me. Yeah. We took a bath and were trying to chase it. Right. But uh, One of the, the ship took off and everything. Right. One of the things we run into, and I say we, because I, I go along with what you're saying, and, and is that is being able to have information enough to prove what we're talking about instead of a, our own personal experiences because then it becomes just, well, that's just your word, and who's going to believe your word or what have you. Well, see, so, that's, what science, that's, that's what science is about. But science will never prove God. Never. God okay, won't allow right. it. God, one of the Ten okay. Commandments says, thou shalt not have anything on this planet that relates to God, ever. So God would never allow that to happen. Uh, so the concept that we're going to... Sure, people would say, we, we can measure soul leaving the body. That they can do. Now, proving past lives, I know they can film our dreams. You could actually watch your dream on, on a computer. I mean, the technology that's there for that knowledge is, is growing. But the awareness of being past lives, I mean, Bishargo said he was this person in another life, and, and a lot of people say things, but it's only one lifetime. I'll go into detail how they killed Jesus and what happened and all that. But when we, in Atlantis, it was the only time planet Earth was in peace. Mankind wasn't a killing race. It didn't kill. It didn't eat meat. So when people say, well, uh, uh, no, we'll never be at that state again, the human race eats anything that moves and always will. It's the desire. And I say the only thing that keeps man in the lower realm is toys, the toys they build and the toys they play with, meaning ships, cars, boats, planes, drones, flying surfboards, all the things they're making now has nothing to do with spiritualism, nothing. And it has nothing to do with saving the mankind. Now, I know much more about chemtrails and the harp system than most people on this planet. Uh, chemtrails are destroying the planet. They're making it radioactive. Uh, the harp system is a weapon. They can use it to program every single person on this planet if they want to. And do you know Nick Baggage? Uh, no. Go ahead. He discovered the harp system where it was, and they killed his father in a plane. His, his father was uh, uh, driving uh, flying planes for the Army, but they shot him down, uh, and he spent a lot of time trying to prove that. But he put up the site about the harp system, and he still has it up to this day. Uh, and he actually went on just a Ventura show. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably getting with mixed a, up with the, the New York accent. Are, are you saying harp, H-A-R-P, harp, or what? No, H-A-A-R-P, two A's. Yeah, harp. Okay, you were saying harp. Okay, That's, I just want to be sure. Right. I'm, I'm deciphering your no, New no. Yorker or whatever. But Eastern. He, yeah, but I'm from the East yeah. Coast. Yeah. But, um, we, the, he, the only thing you, actually, you've got, Tommy, that, that you've got to do is that you have to be able to tie into some actual physical – uh, information, material, equipment, and, and documentation, stuff like that. Because otherwise, we're, we're out there just uh, and I well, no, in the same boat. Nick Baggage, Nick Baggage went on TV on Jesse Ventura's show. He had a little box about six inches by ten inches. Yep. And he said, "This is a, a fraction of what the harp system is." He turned it on mm -hmm. and he was playing music inside Jesse Ventura's head. Uh. But I do with psychics, like Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller was the only person given an artifact from an alien that has physical yeah. proof of it uh, on this now, planet. So he had actually something show, physical. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
he, exactly. he had actually had some equipment or had some evidence or information. That's the thing that we have to we have to be sure that we're dealing with, and that is able to um, uh, tie into and, and prove that you know where we're coming from is factual and not just uh, theoretical or our own personal beliefs. I I'm I'm an engineer, and then you know I'm also a religious, but I've got to um, be able to document and prove that where the road I'm going down on is factual. So that I'm playing, and the wrong term for us is the devil's advocate. But I'm I'm going to be I'll be asking well, questions to you know how how do you prove oh, this no. or how do you where do you go? Keep well, going. I'm listening. Here's the thing: in the physical world, any psychiatrist or any psychologist cannot agree to two words: possession and abduction. They don't understand it. They won't prove it. They won't allow it to become manifested. Now, the idea, you're not going to prove demons are possessing, uh, uh, taking over these children. They'll say, what made this child do that? They're not going to go into that aspect. They'll say, well, it's the drugs they did or they got beat when they were a child, which is part of it. But they're not going to get into Our psychosis. They use the word psychosis, well, that's, going into psychosis. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But I did exorcisms. When you work with a person that talks 10 different languages and starts floating or different things start happening, and you... And, People won't, I won't agree, I won't record things like that, because to prove things to the world, they don't want to know anything bad. They don't want to know Lucifer's real. They don't want to know demons are here. They want to know aliens are here to save us, and they don't want the truth. No aliens here to save us. With, with, with all the technology we talk about, going other worlds, other dimensions, and, and all these things, what's it have to do with God, truth of spirit, and death? Death, I mean, all the New Age speakers... And, I, and just let me tell you this. My friend was visited, was brought to a, a, uh, a secret agent person three days ago. He sat him down and he said, look, we're watching you. The show is Stranger Universe. Because we're watching you. Because we got, I told you, we got a letter from them in 1998, 99 from NASA. But uh, he said, we know what you're doing. Uh, you're not going to do anything because people won't listen to you. Uh, we have enough people out there telling stories that will tell the world what we want them to believe. And, and this just went on a couple of days ago. He wasn't going to release you it to the public. A, but put you it say on the you show. have a letter. You say you have a letter that, that stated that. Can you make that available? I, I can give you the letter from NASA. I got it right in front of me. The actual okay. email that came from NASA. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I can you give like him a copy? Because... He gave, yeah, he gave me a copy. Well, I can send him a copy. It had the, I can send okay. it to TJ. Okay. Through your email, you. right through the email. We got it the night before we were going to global scientists to speak. And the same night, they arrested one guy at the airport in California that was coming to the conference, and he had the antidote to anthrax. Now, when when I did uh, the show, when we used to lecture for global sciences, some person that was coming there was always killed before they got there. When the sh- when I went. When we actually well, that went, the guy why they had, so, yeah, that's why they had me come forward and to the national press where it was all over every country in the world, uh, because then um, the question would come: Okay, what did you do to Ken? And instead of they usually set up that it's some kind of an accident or this or that has happened, another person commits a suicide or what have you. So that's why you know I'm always out there saying, you know, if you have any of this information and documentation, you can prove it. You need to, to get come forward with it and make it public. Well, and that's why you, all my information watch, is with the Roswell Research Center. The Roswell, uh, well, UFO see, my UFO information, 
Yeah, I'm proving the opposite, though. Uh, I'm proving that all the stuff, all, 99% of the people in the UFO world have great stories. How real are they and how important are they? If, well, let's discuss that for a race, minute, Tommy. Tommy, tell him the name of your book sure. because we can talk about the psychosis symptoms or anxiety and depression and all that, but people do get delusions or, in parents, false beliefs, right, and hallucinations, seeing or hearing things that others don't hear. But does that mean that they're mental or, you know, they make a lot of movies about people that can hear, and now they have all the paranormal television shows using, uh, you know, different tools, maybe scientifically, or or each person, right? So Tommy's book was called, what, When Truth is Called Crazy? But tell him him your book. book, uh Go ahead. My first book is uh, How to See God. My second book is When Truth is Called Crazy. I went to court with the phone company. They were saying I got hurt on a UFO. Seriously. Two years I went to court. (laughs) I worked in the phone company 20 years. Uh, And then they finally dropped the case. Uh, my lawyer just retired the same day. I get a letter from another lawyer. They want $20,000 to continue the case, which I didn't have. And uh, But the phone company dropped the case. Uh, so, I mean, I can go on stories that go beyond what people understand. But I did study with the most powerful people on this planet, meaning I had a Tibetan teacher that was able to call ships down directly. And I'm not joking about that. But, again, to prove that to other people, they don't want to know somebody's powerful. If someone becomes that powerful, the government's going to take them out or take them. Uh, but in my interim, uh, I was a magician. I was a, 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 a witch when I was a little kid. You can say warlock, but I always say witch. I learned how to use all the psychic powers. The only one that's important that people should understand is protection. Any psychic power, remote viewing, and all those things exist, and they're dangerous to the human race. But really, well, that, aliens all had those abilities... May, may, may oh, I make a suggestion, Tommy? May, may I make a suggestion? And, and it's, this is just maybe I'm enough older than you, I can get away with this. But if I, the first time one of you say something and it's all inclusive worldwide and everything, uh, or, you know, people are going to turn it off because it isn't everything. It isn't all totally 100%. You can, it can be part of. I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking on your comment. I'm sorry, but uh, that's just the. My side of being 77, and you know, I, I like what well, you your experience is. I like to hear it, but but don't say that's the only thing. All because it's not. There's there are always exceptions. Right. Do you have a death experience ever? Of course. All right. Uh, now here's what I'll tell you, and I and I know this for a fact. I listen to everybody's experience that I can, thousands of them, death experiences. They crossed over. They saw the light. They saw their mother. They saw an angel. They saw Jesus. Uh, that's the mind program. Because when you go into the higher dimensions, you're not going to see that, and that's not there. You let go of the see, body. That's, that's, male positive, female. that's a positive statement you made, all-inclusive, as in other words, that that is the only statement. That is not, that is not accurate to go and say that, that that's all accurate. I'm just asking you to be a well, little bit you know, more focused. And I'm not trying to take you off at all. I'm oh, no, I understand that. Einstein be, didn't prove what he said. people to listen to you and, and understand, then you're going to have to tone it down to the point to where well, you can get your, your, your course across. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, we do Einstein, masters too. <laughs> we well, learn Einstein, Beechcraft. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh-huh. Einstein said a lot of things that were lies. All right, he said we couldn't go faster than the speed of light. 
He said we couldn't go back and forwards in time. He also we said there's no object that could be. Well, I, I, look, I knew we could go faster than the speed of light when I was a little kid. Because I saw ships going faster than that. So, and they're going across the and, whole And my sky first action would be, how, my first comment to you would be, how could you prove that it was going faster than the speed of light when you were that little? Oh, no. I'm, what information? See, that's, you could. The problem is. You could. You believe. Well, you know, that's the thought. You believe. Am I correct? You, Tommy, you believe I that it was faster that. than the speed of light. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Keep I understand it to it. actual facts. Ah! Okay. okay. Do you have Go a ahead. ship you can prove that's, that's an alien ship? Do you have an alien that will come out and say hi? Nobody does. Why is that? It's not, you're not going to find it. A hundred years after. Well, no, no. Show, show the world an alien, and they'll believe it. Of course. To show the world God. Anything. Well, they don't believe everything. They'll believe stories. Well, that's why we put it in entertainment. They'll believe the truth. And we right. have to, we have to work with people in this because we have various levels, and uh, how we use metaphysics is uh, that which is material and virtual reality is different because we're over in cyberspace. So we're having a lot of trouble now with children and their education as to know what's real and what's not. And the entertainment industry isn't helping much because just the other day I saw a commercial where a bear comes up and talks to a a woman in a window. Now, you know, we believe in Santa Claus and Big Bird and all that, right? (laughs) So, you know, it's very hard for us as, you know, with the brains we have, some how to tell the difference and i believe this now i said i believe tommy you know but i feel how's that i feel that people that are listening to us you know a lot of them are going to already have their minds made up that you know things aren't the way we think and that's okay but maybe (laughs) they'll listen and we can discuss various topics and we need to decide what those are going to be on various nights and tommy uh you know, he's left to do his thing because he's very good at talking, and he can talk and fill the airways for hours, and we don't like dead air in cyberspace. But I understand what Tommy's saying, but also understand what Ken's saying, and then also how we present it, whether it's truth or not. But, you know, empirical study in science means you say something, you write a paper, you prove something to yourself, and your peers, Tommy, can prove it to themselves. So this is the problem we have with spiritual science, right? We can't really prove it to each other, so we have a a club. Well, you, uh, see, I call it a club. Difference. The truth. Well, here's the truth of, of, of spiritualism. Very few people mm-hmm. all through history ever mentioned God. They talked about deities as gods, and the, the Mayans, the Aztecs, they were all fi- fi- following aliens. None of them followed an actual God. By what they well, did, wait a minute. Let's talk real quick. Tommy, think about in folklore. And in our myths, world mm-hmm. religions, and Tommy's worked with me for years, but let's, uh, let's also, we've got to work on this, but remember in the Bible, whether people believe in it or not, we can call them, these are world religions that have toned down into the Christian and Jews, but or the Christians came from the Jews if you want, or they believe okay. in the Old Testament, New Testament, but in the Old Testament, and I, I've never asked you this, Tommy, or Ken, and, and you're both going to have your own opinion of this. But recently, I was listening to a YouTube, which we're going to be on. This is going to be a YouTube. Hopefully, I can catch it and edit the dead air for 15 minutes out of it because I was playing music and then it did air. But I just want you all to, to know that people all, almost just believe and think this is the Word of God, is that people followed through the desert uh, 
cloud by day and a fire or they would park and follow the, wherever the fire was or a cloud. Tommy, you know what I'm talking about, and Ken, you know what I'm talking about okay. in the Old Testament. Yes, because they took the Absolutely. Ark of the Covenant, and these people would, uh, you know, just stay there. If the cloud didn't move, the people didn't move. But, you know, people <clears> can change that to think they were following uh, spacecraft in the cloud, you know, or they could see fire well, at night. But if it didn't true. move, they didn't move. But, you know, how do we deal All with right. that? Because it's just a belief. And you said spiritual, but world religions versus spiritual, right? And these are things we've got to get clear with, especially with us as adults versus our children. And we're going to be speaking. Tommy, Tommy spoke all over the world. Ken, you've spoken. Um, well, I guess we all have. Not over the world, but at least in the United States. So, And I'm fixing to speak. But well, I need help on these portal just, issues. We may have to discuss them okay. next week. We'll, we'll, but that's a good we'll go one. You know what I'm second. talking about. Let, well, let Ken right. mention but his opinion on that. All right. Sorry about Follow that. Follow by day and night. Isn't that that's, – that's how do we – is that – do you believe it is or not? Or is that a belief or faith? We can't prove it. It's a story in a book. <laughs> I mean, honestly. But the world accepts that, at least most – Jews and then Christians, but and maybe some Muslims. Go ahead. There's Ken. enough evidence of stuff going on in in our timeline here that we can then analyze and look at and look at where themes have been written in the Bible and stuff that were interpreting events and things that were happening to them, what's going on, and we can see where um, advancement technologies and even contact with extraterrestrials and these could have been misinterpreted or just I should not misinterpreted, could have been recorded in into a manner that the people of that period and that time could understand and grasp. So we're we're dealing with a totally different species of humans that understand things more in and technically the way we are in our, our societies today, not the way it was back in the um, horse and buggy and camels days. Well just T J simply on night and day in those time frames you you walked in the day, you slept at night. You couldn't see at night, so you, they didn't have cameras and lights and spotlights right. and all that. And they we, didn't do we that do much now. traveling at nighttime. We do now. But what I was going to say is, okay, that's one part of it. Now, when we go deeper into that, as far as the people that came out, all right, who were these people? Moses, and I'll tell you this, was the greatest black magician to live on this planet. I know they can't prove science. Science can't prove psychic abilities yet, not at any great level. And I know they're real. I did things. I saw it. And I don't talk about it because I'm not happy about all the things that I saw because it was horrible, things that happened to these people. Do you know the name Yuri Geller? He was brought into the CIA because they did the movie about him, about men who stare at goats, because he was able to send the thought form out and make it hit something and and actually hurt it. Uh, So the CIA and the FBI were on top of him, and he was in it for a while. He finally got out of it. Uh, but he also met with John, John Lennon. John Lennon was actually taken on a ship and given something. My friend's personal friends was personal friends with John Lennon. Uh, so the stories are much more abstract. But to prove that, Yuri Geller will not let his, the stone that John Lennon gave him out of his hands. The person I'm having on my show next, uh, probably next week, he has the only actual artifact from a ship. He had it tested in 15 companies. They said it can't be made on this planet no matter what company he brought it to. Uh, uh, and he, he got it from his friend who was killed after he shot it off a ship, and then his friend was killed. 
So uh, there's, there's things out there. The truth will never come out to this world. I know you're trying to make it scientifically right. And I tell TJ, I'm different. This is hell. This is where man got the idea hell is. This is the only place soul can experience pain and see it. When you leave your body, you can't experience pain. So the concept of like, well, uh, this isn't hell. I mean, this isn't heaven. In heaven, in the higher realms, if you ever get there, if you leave your body and you go past the astral plane, very few souls do, because those deities which are there stop souls from going any further. No alien race can go into the soul plane. None of them can. I'm not talking about interdimensional soul beings, because they're the deities and things like that. Absolute statement again. You made a total absolute statement, which you can't do. Don't say I can't do it. I just did. I mean, I can say it. Whether you believe it or not, it's your choice. If I show you a butterfly and say that's a butterfly, you have to accept because you saw it. And you showed showed a butterfly, but you showed the butterfly, and so it proves itself. I got video. Keep going. I saw the video on the other side of the moon. I saw videos of them cloning greys. I actually saw them. I know the person that has the videos, but he can't release them. Of what? He's in, huh? Because he's in jail right now. And they, they, they were going after him. They, they were going to put him away for 150 years. My other friend was in jail for two years. He just got out. They framed him with oh, charge. Now, uh, I know if you know this one lady. Well, Richard Dolan. Wait, uh, real quick, because we're, we're about out of time. We only got four minutes. So We've got to sign off. But uh, that will be another show. But maybe uh, Richard Dolan talked about that gentleman. So apparently he's keeping up with him, too. And I thought about you, Tommy, when I saw him talking about him. So tell the listening audience and Ken who you're talking about. The, the, is it Ford? Help, help me out here, the one forward. John Ford. Or just tell me real quick. Yeah, we only got a couple of minutes, John so Ford. make it short. But John yeah. Ford shot the best video of a ship crash on Long Island. All right, I saw it. Uh, he sent four copies around the world. He said they only get released if he gets killed. We were doing a show. I was doing a show with Sergio 18 called Stranger Universe. It was the last one on TV. They took it off the air the next week. They arrested John Ford that week. Uh, the same. Wow, the you same guys one. did Joe some Snyder damage. Killed. But no Joe wonder. Think about it, Tommy. Month. Those things happened after they were on the television show with you and Brian Williams, right? That's Sergeant 18. Right. He Brian, was supposed to come on the following on week. Okay, right. so he got. So, uh, and, but he was a lot. But he's in the nut house. Just so you know, Ken, that uh, Richard Dolan's been talking about him on his YouTube channel. So I wanted to okay. know what Tommy knew about that man. Okay. And so he actually did a take house. a video. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to a, a person's house in New York uh, who is a, a government person. They had like 30, 40 computers inside this room. And we were talking, and I said, I'm going to see John Ford next week. And he goes, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean? He goes, if you go there, they'll kill your family first, and then they'll kill you. He said, don't even mm. think about that. And the whole UFO world doesn't go near John Ford. They're afraid to talk to him. Now, Peter Moon talks to him every month, and he puts it up on a show Every time it comes close to a court case, uh, there's two kind of laws in Long Island about being crazy and everything else. He never had the right to go to court because they said he had uranium and he was going to kill Congress. So that's what they put all over the New York and New Jersey. But in, during that time frame, he had a small piece of uranium the size of like a pin. 
uh, not a pin, like a, a dime or something. And he used that to check his Geiger counters when he went out to go to crack we gotta stop and stuff right, like that. we got to stop right there because okay. we've got to sign off. But, Ken, uh, Tommy, thank you for helping us tonight when Ken had trouble with his dog, and I'm so glad. But now I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be probably alienology, anomalies, entities, interdimensionals. Tommy Hawksblood, Trish J. Mars, Ken Johnston, Sr. But, Ken, we do have a little bit of your bio up there. It was all about you tonight, and I had to swap it. So, uh, anyway, thank you, Ken. And next Friday we'll my start apologies. off. And uh, No, no, no. I, I, my apologies to you yesterday and today because it seems like we're we're starting together. But, folks, we've been a little rocky getting on a rhythm going, and nobody likes dead right. air time. So, Ken and I will get no. better for Friday nights, but Ken, I think, uh, you know, if Janet still wants to bring somebody on Thursday, that's fine, and Tommy had Sundays, and Will, Bill had Saturdays, so I'll, I'll get back in, in zinc, but uh, if Friday is okay with you, Ken, we'll just leave you on Friday, and we'll figure out okay. the, the type of topics we want to talk about, and then if you want to you interview somebody, trouble. but I'm not going to have a bunch of co-hosts. <laughs> okay, well we'll see. I'll call uh, call you this week uh, unless you want to come on tomorrow night, okay. Saturday, and uh, Tommy Bill's on tomorrow, so uh, we just need to go. And Ken is on Facebook. Tommy Hawksblood's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, and of course we have Gmail accounts. But uh, Tommy Hawksblood, you you're, you're Tommy Hawksblood or Hawksblood Wood on Facebook? Are you Facebook Hawksblood One? Hawksblood one and I'm Ken, Hawksblood are you one Mars one? Yeah. Uh, okay, Mars Ken Johnson. No. Okay, at okay. Gmail or on 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 Facebook. All right. Well, uh, I'm just going to sign off because it's loading up 15 minute intervals, and uh, hopefully after this is over, I'm hoping that they're going to allow me to. Tommy's more up on what they do now. I haven't been doing editing for a while, but Tommy, do you think once it it records this now, or you know, it loops it? Uh, you think it'll let me go in on the backside and edit this and take out the their time? I don't know hits? because when you come up, it's two mm-hmm. different ways. On the on the main screen, it has his name. On the second screen, it has mine. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen it's, to that. Oh boy, it's coming up two different but ways. It's still listed yeah. as his show. It, yeah, but when you put it's it up, it's still listed his show. Uh huh. Right. All right. Well. Uh, uh, Tommy's had television shows and been in in entertainment for years, Ken, so it's not bad. It's just he has his own style and way of dealing with the strange, more paranormal shows than you and I do. But that's okay okay for tonight because we uh, we just changed up the thing. So we'll get back Friday night more on the uh, straight and narrow with Ken. And Tommy will do spirituality on Sundays, and he has his own show, Into the Strange. And I don't know how much of this – it's going to go up on YouTube, but Ken, just so you know, this is posting through Spreaker onto uh, ACO American News. No, wait, American Communication. That used to be my magazine, Ken. I used to write for magazines, my, my own magazines, but uh, it's on American Communications Online, which is what I'm using for everything I do. You know, everything. American okay. Communications Online. Yeah. So if you if you go in and tap into YouTube, put ACO all caps. Then three words, American Communications Online. And I don't think this part's being being copied right now, but we'll see because the first 15 minutes were airtime. So uh, if we're not on the back end, you'll hear, you'll get an idea, and it's, and it's uh, 
putting it in 15-minute shows, which I don't really understand, but I'm not going to argue because we're all getting started right now, Ken. And this, uh, people will forgive us the first shows. These may not even be seen by, by a few people till we start marketing them and putting them out on Facebook. But uh, in your email, right. you got your la- you got last night's show, I think. If not, have you figured out how to get over here yourself to the Blog Talk Radio nope. website? <laughs> Okay, well, nope, I'll send it to yet, you in the but, email. But I know you will tomorrow. <laughs> you can, you okay, can I'll send them to I'm you. Te- and, I'm yeah, them. I'll send them to you. Uh, yes, I'm and teaching. I'll send them to you in the letter from NASA. It was a pleasure to okay. be able to meet you, Tommy, and I'm sure we'll get to talk some a, more, too. What was the question about NASA? It was a pleasure. I'll send you that okay, letter from you. NASA. Mars1astronaut at Gmail. Mars1. you got to spell it out, Tommy. It's not like you – Tommy has Hawksblood1, but now – Ken has Mars spell out Mars One Astronaut at Gmail, Tommy, and then you guys. In uh, right. Ken talks to everybody in Facebook. I've noticed, and a lot of people, very powerful people, Tommy. So, uh, you know, but Tommy's had years of experience, and people uh, keep him. Some of the greatest people keep him in their lives because he uh, is very involved. He reads everything, and he keeps up on top. Of it, it's just it is interesting how he talks and it's very intense <laughs> and uh, not like anybody else I know actually. So um, all right, because well, I was married, I was married to a gal right. from Southbound, New Jersey. So <laughs> I can. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Well, right. hopefully, well, hopefully everybody will be fine. Yeah. Thank you, right. Ken, right. for coming on. I'm sorry thank about you. your puppy, and I hope. Yes. Uh, I hope that works out for you, you know. I hope I really she doesn't do. have to be put down. All right, thank you very much. And appreciate having thank you, Ken. And like... you, we'll see you next. Now, you're not going to do Thursdays, but you're going to do Fridays, okay? Because Janet will do Thursdays. You're going to do Fridays. Get it? Right? That's slap. Sound like a plan. Slap. That sounds good. <laughs> I think that'll work right. out. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Here we go. See you next week. <laughs>